Praise the Lord, this is Brother Julius Adiumi. We are going through the Gospel of Luke. We are now in chapter 13. I go step by step, verse by verse, and comment as the Lord leads. And I pray that the Lord will give us insight in some of the teachings. Most of these are teachings of the Lord. And we will just read through some of them. Some of them we need some explanation. Some of them it's obvious and clear. Chapter 13 of Luke, verse 1. There were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Now, before we go to that, the next one, what was Jesus talking about? These people, the Jews that were, the people that are listening, were trying to tell the Lord Jesus Christ what the, maybe the governor did, which they perhaps thought was wrong. He killed some people that were Galileans that were trying to sacrifice. And they always try to report what the government does so that the, the people that are saying they want to serve God, they say, this government is evil. This government, that's what they are trying to allude to. This government is evil. Look at what he did to people that are worshipping God. So they talk about these Galileans whose blood Pilate was the governor, mingled with their, with their sacrifice. And to them, that's the evil thing that Pilate has done. But Jesus Christ was not judging Pilate. Christ was judging this, the current generation of the Jews. And what did he say? He said, you think the Galileans that suffered such things, they were worse sinners. That's why God allowed the governor to do that to them. He said, no. They're not worse sinners than all the other Galileans. But he wants everybody to repent. Yeah, I thought you were talking of the governor. No, he's not talking about governor. He's talking of you guys. <laughs> That's why sometimes people are they are pointing finger to the governor that did something wrong. And Christ is not talking about government, he's talking about you, all of you, everybody. Better repent. When you turn to God, God knows how to deal with a governor that is evil. God knows how to deal with a governor that you want to turn around. Even the heart of a king is in the hand of the Lord. But if the rest of the society are evil themselves, they are turning against God, they are not worshipping God the way God wants, and they are doing all those bad stuff, God will allow a wrong ruler, an evil ruler to rule over them. So that's Perhaps many, many, many are not, but people will be pointing to that evil ruler. Every nation of the world, you can see corrupt governors, corrupt presidents, evil things going on in those nations, and all those terrible things going on, they sometimes get what they deserve to be their ruler because they themselves are turning away from God. That's what the Lord is pointing out here, is that all these Galileans that you think uh, governor, the governor, the governor pilot, the governor did something evil to them, you think they are sinners that God allowed that to happen? He said, even all of you that are not, that have not, have not suffered that type of punishment, you better repent. Or worse things will happen to you. He said, you also will likewise perish. And he mentioned another story, first of all. Or those 18 upon whom the tower in Siloam fell and slew them. No, that's not point of the governor. Also. That looked like a, they say, act of God. That's what they call it. Something fell upon people from the sky. Or a tower fell down, which you can't say it is the governor or the soldier that did it. It is just an act of God, an accident. But people say, well, 
Something that will never happen unless these people are wicked. God just judge them. That's how people think. And Christ is not going to use that and say, don't think they are wicked, they are more wicked than the rest of the people in Jerusalem. He said, think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? He said, I tell you, nay. But except ye repent, it's telling everybody to repent, ye shall all likewise perish. That is, what's coming to happen to the whole of you Jews will be worse than what happened to these people. Like you are saying, not the God's judgment upon these twelve people. And you think they are worse sinners? What about the rest of the people on land, in the land? No, they are not worse sinners. If you all don't repent, something terrible is coming to happen to the rest of all of you. That's what Christ is alluding to. Verse 5. Say, I tell you, nay, that except ye repent, you shall all likewise perish. Verse 6. And he spake also this parable unto them. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon, and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and find none. Cut it down. Why it the ground? And he answered and said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also. Till I shall dig about it and dung it. And if it bear fruit, well. And if it not, if not, then after that, thou shalt cut it down. So what was the parable pointing out to, to us? is pointing out that the mercy of God is still sparing the whole nation. That's why he said, three, these three years have come no fruit from this land. The fig tree is representing Israel. Fig tree represented the nation Israel. And he's saying, and he's joy what he had, the parable has just uh, all this. Story they were talking about the Galileans and these people that uh, they think the tower fell upon them. They were, they were people in Israel. And they say they are not worse people than they are not worse sinners than the rest of the people. If you all don't repent, worse things coming to happen. This is really what and then you give this Bible that the Lord is represented the owner of this vineyard, and the dresser is like the Lord Himself came and said, Let me do one more year, and I will try to put some more fertilizer. Then if you produce fruit, yeah, if it doesn't produce, you can cut it down. And that is what he was using to say. It was God sparing the nation, sparing the nation, sparing the nation. But it's coming a time when there will be no more sparing of the nation. God will have to destroy them. And that is what they cut it down. And that is what happened. They cut down the nation Israel for 1,900 and something years. There was no nation Israel. That was what the Lord was prophesying, almost like in a prophecy, giving them a parable here. But they couldn't get it. Because he did exactly what was prophesied that we happen when they kill himself. Verse 10. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day, and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to walk. In them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, lo, these eighteen years be loose from his from this bond on the Sabbath day? And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him.
You see, they always kept talking about the Sabbath day that it was always the Sabbath day by healing the people on the Sabbath day. And the Lord said, This woman, the daughter of Abraham, ought to be delivered. Satan is the one that bound him all these 18 years. Would it not be better for him to be loose on the Sabbath day where he is right in the presence of God? Why did he complain about that? Verse 18. They said, Unto what is the kingdom of God like? And where unto shall I resemble it? It's like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and cast into his garden. And it grew and waxed a great tree, and the fowls of the air lodged in the branches of the Now, these are parables upon parables that the Lord sometimes didn't give the meaning of it, but we try to give explanation as we see. He said, The kingdom of God is like this, that's parable. Like a grain of mustard seed which a man took and cast into his garden, and it grew and waxed a great tree, and the fowls of the air lodged in the branches of it. Now, that's symbolizing the church. The Lord just came like a single seed, and then, and this world is the is the, is the is the field and then it produce it begin to form a tree which the tree is the church the body the body of believers and it become a big tree that have branches 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 and you know, he said the fowls of the air they are lodging in the branches of it the fowls of the air representing so many false doctrines also came and landed upon it and that's what you see in our generation so many denominations that have false doctrine also came to be following the part of that tree and that is what he was saying he said his kingdom will be like that too it become a big tree, but there are some false doctrines that are also creeping, landing upon it, and thinking they are also part of the tree. Verse 20. And again, he said, Where unto shall I liken the kingdom of God? It is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leaven. That's another parable about how the, the, the tree, well, I talk about the tree, that the powers of the earth representing the false doctrines that the spirits of the family brought. But he says now he's talking about 11. 11 is like a pollution. So the flower does make it rise and become like a bread. And say it polluted the whole, the whole flower. Also. That's why he says it's like 11. That is, you hit three measures of meal till the whole was 11. No one like say three generations or three dispensations or three church ages. That a doctrine came in like 11 and it just filled the, the three church ages and the whole thing was 11. But God has to do something new to bring the church back to order. And that is also a parable about the church, the body of Christ. Verse 22. And he went through the cities and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. Then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And this man looked at them and said, Well, it looks like we are going to, are we just few of us that are going to be saved like this? And Christ didn't say the man is saved. Like, verse 24, he says, Strive to enter in. At the straight gate, for many I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. When once the master of the house is risen up and has shut to the door, and ye begin to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. And he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. Then shall ye begin to say, We have eaten and drunk in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. They shall say, I tell you, I know you not. Whence ye are, depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. Then shall, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves thrust out. And they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south, and shall sit down in the kingdom of God, and behold, there are last which shall be first, and there are first which shall be last. And this summarizes the the kingdom of God, that is when the Lord Jesus Christ shall come and the, the, the kingdom shall start on the earth. 
kingdom of God starts on the earth. You will see the prophets, they are all in the kingdom. They say, but you that are not doing the right thing, you will be trusted out. So you say, well, we, we do this, we do this when you are preaching on our streets that I never know you, they never give their life to him. If you don't give your life to Christ and surrender to his cause, and you are just church goer, just going to church, but you are not obeying his precepts, he does not fill your heart with, his, uh, with himself, because it's as many as are, they, they, that, they that have not the spirit of Christ, they are not of his. You have to have the spirit of Christ inside you, leading your life. That's when you are saying you are born again. So he said, there are many of them who say, well, we are thought we are going to church, we are doing this. He said, I never knew you. He said, they just see the prophets, Isaac, Jacob, and they were coming from the east, from the west, from the north, and this, from the Gentile world, all over the world, they come into the kingdom. But those who thought they were in, they found out that they are not in because they are not following Christ. They are following their own way of life. Verse 31. The same day there came certain of the Pharisees saying unto him, Get thee out. And depart hence, for Aaron will kill thee. They thought they are coming to Christ to tell him secrets that they have had Aaron is going to kill this man. But the Lord Jesus Christ is not going to run away from that. Verse 32, and he said unto them, Go ye and tell that fox. <laughs> Hallelujah. He, told, he called Aaron fox. Fox is a is an animal that kills chicken and all those things, little, little, anim little animals. They go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out devils and I do kills. Today and tomorrow. And the third day I shall be perfected. What does that mean by today and tomorrow and third day? Because it's getting closer to the time of the when he was going to Jerusalem. And he, has, he was saying he was going to be there today, tomorrow, and the third day will be have done. Then he's going to the cross. But he said, Nevertheless, I must walk today and tomorrow and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet perish out of Jerusalem. Know that he has to be in Jerusalem. It, was, it is Jerusalem where they will arrest him, where they will crucify him. And not anywhere else. But Aaron was ruling in Galilee. So that's why I said, go and tell that fox. It's not a fit of Aaron. But it is Jerusalem that the thing will be done. That's why I said, said it, for it cannot be that a prophet perish out of Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killed the prophets and stole them that are sent unto thee. How often will I have gathered thy children together as a hen that gather our brood under our wings? And you will not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. And verily I say unto you, ye shall not see me until the time come when ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Now that verse 35. Many people will always think it's prophesying that when he shall come back the second time. But when he, he was not in Jerusalem right now, he was still going toward Jerusalem. He said, You will not see me until you shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Which actually fulfilled two days later or three days later when he rode into the city on a donkey. And the people were saying, Hosanna, blessed is the man that blessed is the king that coming in the name of the Lord. That was what he was prophesying. You won't see me until I until that time when you will say that. And the people, the children are singing that, Hosanna to the son of David. And that was fulfilling that prophecy. So sometimes you don't say something, they think it's talking about fish of, of thousands years to come. No, it's talking about something that's going to happen in two days. When he said, Destroy this temple. They thought he was talking about the building. He said, 49 years this temple was built. He said, in three days I will rise. So he's talking about himself, the temple of his body. But here he said, You shall not see me until the time come when you shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. And that was fulfilled some days later when he rode into the city and the children were singing, Hosanna, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. 
But he said that your house is left unto you just with verse 35, the first part. He's talking about the prophecy that the old Jerusalem and the old city and the old Jewish land will be destroyed and will be desolate. As Daniel the prophet has already prophesied that abomination that make it desolate. It's going to bring that city to desolation for thousands of years. This is the end of chapter 13. We'll continue in the next chapter. God bless you.